Alright, so the three of you roll up to the uh, the salt cake factory at the, um, which I think is itself near sort of the edge of Subito. Um, and the facility isn't completely dilapidated, but parts of it on the outskirts have been shut down. Um, it's sort of just, it seems like it's sort of maintaining a skeleton crew ever since operations were, basically they started running out of salt because of um, the the ascending fortress breaking down. Um, so the, the furthest point is pretty well abandoned when you get there. Um, and the, the sort of weird uh, multi, like dis- reassembled, like kind of kit bashed industrial equipment kind of cuts like a, a, a lurching, um, uh, uneven silhouette against the the twilight skies, um, and uh, as you you park your your sand ship, uh, and you head in, you see the the just the one silhouetted figure kind of standing out near. Um, it looks like they have some some docks here too that they use to. Um, load up sand or not sand they're farming sand load up salt <laughs> um onto merchant ships um and they're just standing out on the dock uh facing facing out and toward the vast Quell would start to take a step forward but then remember everything that has unfolded and i mean Quell has been i think in fact, Mary even asked Quell at one point why she's so trusting. Mm-hmm. So, like, Quell, Quell kind of stops herself um, and is like, am I being too trusting? Um, maybe we should approach this with appropriate caution. So I think even though she's like, we should go talk to this person that's clearly waiting for us, she would probably look to see what Myriad is doing in this situation. I think that in this situation, Myriad is going to come with an abundance of caution, um, gripping Kane very tightly and looking to the other members of the group to see what they are going to be doing. (laughs) Oh, Gadget feels a little out of her element, which is weird because we're on her landberg. Um, you know, her buggo bags at home. Uh, we don't normally talk to strangers, but here we are. But you know what? We're wearing, we're wearing our disguises. This is as good of a plan as any, but let's barrel on through. Okay. (laughs) Well, with all of that being said, and seeing that we're all approaching with caution, but still moving forward um you know quell quell's the one who talked to this person so i think that she would kind of like nod forward and um start to well are there are there clearly lots of places around here where somebody could hide like does this 
look like a place where there could be an ambush? I mean, there's there's industrial equipment around, but you're out on the docks. So if they wanted a good ambush point, this would be kind of a weird spot to do it. Okay. Um, so, like, you know, uh, there, there could be people around here. There are, you know, as, as I described, it's kind of an une- uneven skyline. There are definitely points where people could be. But just, like, looking around real quick, this would be kind of an unusual place to try it for that. All right. So, so then, like, we would kind of take that in, knowing that. Um, so I think... I would feel a little buoyed by that, at least being like, okay, this would be kind of a weird place to to try to ambush somebody from. Um, and would step forward uh, quietly, but a little more surely, and be like, uh, I hope we didn't keep you waiting long. Uh, and they kind of had straighten up uh, and they they turn around they're still wearing the same clothes that uh you know, same outfit that uh they were when they departed even though you're all, you all had a costume <laughs> change um and uh she her, her pronouns are actually she her she, she turns around um and she looks at the three of you and she says quell gadget and you I never got your name, though you were the last one I saw. You fucking tell them our names? <laughs> Myriad. And uh, she nods. She's, she pauses for a moment. She says, I need to tell you something. I'm not sure if it's because... I think you could help me, or if I just feel like I owe it to someone. But I'm sorry, I should introduce myself. You can call me Decoy. Is that your name or your role? One and the same, Quell. You remember that device I handed you? Uh, yes. And now I can see why you might have a certain kinship with it. Uh, and they nod, or she nods and just, um, says, I am that spirit you created that day. No. (laughs) In Quell's head, she's just like, no. (laughs) (laughs) You made me as a decoy and you left me on that ship and it was effective and I don't resent my creation but I've been busy while you've been gone I've learned a lot the ship that you saw before was part of something that I believe the the um, Azure Empire refers to it as Flotilla Tanzanite. It's a, and some of you have probably heard like rumors about a flotilla of um, ships, like research ships that went missing uh, years and years ago called Flotilla Tanzanite. 
and yeah, she she continues. The sh- it's a the fleet is a collection of spirits who are united by a common goal. We have don't have a single leader. We and I am not by my own nature a full fully immersed perhaps one day and as she speaks it's starting to become clear to you why it was felt uncanny before it's because her voice isn't um it's like it's not traveling through the air it's like it's arriving directly in your like echoic memory um so like when someone speaks to you and you can just like kind of you know instantly remember what they said that's how her voice is being conveyed to you we've well it it has been an adjustment we've been united by a common cause the continent the growing continent is doing something to us more and more than ever before, spirits that we've known have gone silent. We need a way to stop them. We need a way to find what they're doing and cease it. And to that end, we have assembled our own fleet. Um, please join me. And she gestures you toward the end of the of the dock. Uh, I guess Quell would step forward to see what she's talking about. Also, really dealing with a lot of like internal ramifications now of um, uh, what happened. She did not think she was creating a sentient being nope. and would never have yep. abandoned a sentient <laughs> being on that ship. <laughs> I believe you got a critical on that role. <laughs> so... Yeah, no, you didn't realize it, but you got some very good effect. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, she's feeling really, uh, like, bad. Like, she's being, like, a mixture of, like, astounded, curious, kind of ashamed because she never would have, like, abandoned a sentient being knowingly on that ship. Like, she was trying to create a a, a non- sentient not like decoy that would just fade over time so that they could get the sentient being out of there (laughs) oh man well she said that she didn't resent her creation well you know still i guess quell would step forward to figure out more but also again like i said it's kind of mind blown and also like you know would probably say, like, if I had known that we had created a sentient being in that act, I hope that you know I never would have left you on that ship. It was an attempt, an endeavor to protect spirits. And now I'm afraid that I put one in harm's way. And she shakes her head and she says, I know that, Quell. I 
know a lot about you. Not everything. But the feelings that you had as you and Gadget made me persisted with me. As I said, I don't regret being made, and I don't regret being left with Flotilla Tanzanite. I... Though I may not be like many of them, they're still my kin. Um, and as you step out to the dock, the um, those whale spirits that reached out to you before um, kind of crest up out of the clouds again, and they like they kind of like circle up around the docks, and as they do, the the clouds break, and the three of you, uh, if you're close enough to see. Um, get to see what the camera kind of dwelled on before, which is just all those ships down there. It's like easily a dozen ships, probably more um, beneath the the cloud bank that's kind of at the bottom of the vast. Uh, and the whales, the the lightning whales, the storm whales, uh, you know, reach out to you, Quell, and you feel that like that connection again. Um, it's a like sort of a driven feeling um like there's a purpose that you're not used to feeling here Mm. um but it's not like an angry one or a or a vengeful one it's just they do seem to be unified in something okay all right so Quell is, is a little astounded, and now I would really like to know how the other people here are reacting to uh, the sudden appearance of storm whales and an entire flotilla of ships. First, relieved. I thought I was going to get in trouble for a little bit. Oh, <laughs> I'm that- so geeked out! <laughs> is that why you're wearing those things yeah (laughs) (laughs) she nods (laughs) oh decoy's so cool oh my gosh look at her she's incredible (laughs) uh and to you gadget she sounds like quell in a voice you have a trouble trouble putting your finger on um she sort of looks and sounds like a halfway point between the two of you. Oh, God. She's got a quell voice modulator. This is incredible. <laughs> um, and I think at this point, um, as you kind of come forward and approach, she she lowers the scarves around her, her mouth, um, her kind of like the lower part of her face. Mm-hmm. And seeing her face, her face also sort of looks like a halfway point between Gadget and Quell. But you, you actually see, like, the top of her head looks fairly normal. But as it starts kind of going down toward, more toward her core, her core, her core, um, mm. it starts to look a little translucent. Um, and you can see a little bit of her skeletal structure. Like, you can see the vertebrae. You can probably see, like, the lower part of her mandible. Um, and those bones are covered in quills. Like the uh, the the spirit you were attempting to duplicate or not duplicate, but um, uh, be a decoy for. That's intense. 
<laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's real different. <laughs> uh, and she just looks out at them and she says, "Spirits don't typically require vessels like these. Obviously, you're those whales. The the she wouldn't call them whales. She'd say the ones that you're already." Um, well acquainted with don't need it but other ones who are landlocked um who may have other ones who have escaped from their own um homes their own homes being subsumed can benefit from it we've been looking for a way to reach that continent and put an end to it and we believe Finally, that we've found it, and it's here in Subita. The same force that allows it, the Landberg, to reconfigure itself could be used to set the Landberg on a course toward the continent. And if we position ourselves on the continent, then we could use it as a beachhead in our she doesn't want to use the word invasion of course in our disruption of the hostile forces at play as you know oh of course normal methods of reaching the continent never are are uh, seldom successful our consensus has driven us to this and we won't be deterred but if you could help us, then perhaps we could find a way to reach the continent while minimizing um, the harm to the old facility itself and any of the residents. That is why I called you. So you want to drive Subita like a land... You want to drive the Landberg Subita like one of the ships to the big continent. Just like... Like it's a giant ship? Essentially. Okay. Yeah, that sounds cool. You mentioned harm to the residents. How would you ensure that no harm came to... The people of Subita, or any innocence that may reside um, in the assemblage. We've watched over centuries, and this process has unfolded many times. The continent used to be a fraction of its current size. If you were able to help us control the process, then... We feel that we could replicate that. The other side of this is that something is making the process accelerate for other, for other Landbergs. And with that accelerated process, the Landbergs that do arrive are often much worse for the wear. I believe the Landberg that my counterpart is from met such a fate. Mm. 
Quell looks kind of horrified at this implication then that uh, like the land bricks that are being pulled into the assemblage are being harmed and thus uh, any people on them and potentially the spirits on them are also being harmed, if I'm understanding mm. that correctly. Do you uh, express that? Uh, yes, Quell, Quell expresses. So the Landbergs that are, are being pulled into the assemblage, they're being harmed, the people and the spirits that reside within them? The consensus we've reached is incomplete on this. It seems whatever is pulling us in, it doesn't allow many to escape. But those that have have said the have told us the surrounding lands feel empty, deprived. It was disquieting. And naturally any residents who are on a land any um purely corporeal residents who are uh, on a Landberg when this happens, well, that would be a rough trip for them as well. Yeah, so Quill looks kind of horrified at that. Um, because I think that, you know, we've established Quell is not a big fan of the Landbergs being sucked into the assemblage because, you know, she feels that Landbergs should be able to govern themselves and what if they don't want to be pulled in the assemblage? Um, so she was already kind of suspicious of that, but I think that we are also really seeing the first time for her, uh, first time of her really thinking, God, like bad things are happening to these people. Um, because, you know, she really cares about Chalice and Chalice obviously being from the assemblage was very like, Oh no, it's a, it's a good thing. We take people in like every, you know, people are happy there you know, so, mm. and, and she was a little like, well, she was very concerned and disgusted when it came to the whole um, vial, the filter thing. But she also like fully believes Chalice when Chalice said she didn't know what went into making those. Yeah. But now she's like, okay, so now they're like hurting spirits. They're accelerating the Landbergs getting sucked in. So they're trying to make this happen more. They're hurting the people. Like that's all real bad. Mm-hmm. And I think we could actually flashback here to Chalice reading their essay about the functioning of the um, the Reverend Assemblage's government <laughs> um, at a point where they mentioned how it was a, a core tenet of the um, of the Reverend Assemblage, which I think I think I just decided was a, a republic. Yeah, it's a republic. Um, that the Landbergs that arrive, because this has been happening for for centuries, it seems, are added added to the republic. You know, they're not subsumed. Um, the representatives become, or the residents become citizens of the Reverend Assemblage and are represented in its republic by sending senators, uh, chosen senators. However, refugees that arrive either via, you know, crashed ships or stranded aboard, you know, uh, or um, castaways on on sky rivers or landbergs that um, that arrive too quickly and don't remain whole or break up in some manner upon arrival 
uh, are taken in as refugees, and they're sort of integrated into the Republic, the, uh, the existing Republic as it stands. Oh, what the hell? Having that flashback, I would be like, wait. So if land bricks are pulled in an accelerated rate and they break up upon arrival, all of those people would be refugees. They wouldn't have the rights of representation that uh, a Landberg joining the Republic would have. They'd just be integrated in. They'd lose their identity. They'd have to rely on whoever is supposedly integrating them to represent them. They'd essentially be captives. Decoy nods and says, from my understanding, that sounds accurate. I... I'm afraid we're our contact with the human residence is, is even more incomplete. But that's why we want your help. We want to use Subita as a vehicle for our reclamation. Our Our correction of the imbalance at the heart of the vast. Okay, I think that Quell would look to the people who are with her, suddenly realizing that in her kind of dawning horror, she's been talking a lot and would absolutely look to them as these are people that she knows and trusts. These are kind of her found family to see what their reactions are, how they're responding to all of this. We are found family and decoy is family. And when family asks for help, you help them. Let's take this Landberg on a joyride across the vast. This is going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) Myriad heard drive Landberg like, like ship and was all for that idea. Um, (laughs) Also, look at all these spirits. That's cool. <laughs> That's real cool. It's like a party back in Arbalon, but like five billion times bigger. Mm-hmm. And you see some of them moving across the decks of the ships. Like um, the uh, when the whales part the cloud cover, you know, you see um, in the distance, you know, like... Uh, caribou spirits with like scintillating crystalline antlers um like on the on the decks you know you see um i think it's mostly terrestrial and uh, and like water-based spirits that like actually need these ships um kind of working like crews do um in their in their own way and it's uh it's a striking sight and I think Decoy smiles at this point, you know, the with her uh, her her lips kind of you know fading it down the further they go um, from her from the top of her head. Um, and she just says, "I'm glad. I wasn't sure how you'd react to the idea of of use of putting Subita to use in this way." You do understand that it would likely be a one-way trip. Oh. Right. Mm. For Subita. 
From what we understand, Landbergs don't tend to decouple themselves from the continent. I... I suppose I owe you at least that much understanding. As it stands, Subita is not functioning the way it needs to be functioning in order to sustain itself. That is my understanding. um, That it cannot use the resources properly because um, the mechanism that moves its main tower um, is broken? Non-functioning? Is that correct? And, uh... They sort of, or she sort of shakes her head and seems, it seems your understanding of it is about as, um, about as up to date as mine. I've only been on this landberg for a few days. I look at Gadget. (laughs) Rude, but accurate. (laughs) Wait, does that mean... Decoy, may I ask? Given that you appear to be a a creation of Gadget and myself, a spirit imbued or imbued with spirit as decoy, I noticed that earlier you appeared to uh, share some of my predilection for working with the minds of others. Do you possess the knowledge and abilities of Gadget and myself? She sort of pauses for a moment. I'm not entirely sure. I know that I am connected to you, still. That's part of the reason I came here. But... I don't know what you're thinking right now. I don't feel what you're feeling or see what you're seeing. We're linked in some way, I suppose. But perhaps not so directly. I was just thinking, damn, do we have like a mechanical genius here who also can use the way? She's going to usher all the spirits into an age of freedom and new prosperity. <laughs> um, and, you know, I think the, the cloud cover begins to the, the whales go back down, you know, uh, down below the cloud cover because they, you know. The element of surprise is still important here. Don't want to cause a panic. Uh, and I think Decoy says, we need to move as soon as we can, as every hour wasted is. Whoever knows how many more spirits that go dark and don't come back. But we also understand that this is this will be quite a task ahead of us. Is there no way to recover the spirits that appear to have been lost? We've heard of no such thing ourselves, and we hear of rumors of some product of the process. One of our, one of our birds over a little bird. Um, <laughs> well, one of us overheard some people calling it Illuminatium. Oh no! It seems to be. <laughs> Perhaps what is left behind. We can't allow that to continue. No, understandably not. Oh, no. 
Uh, oh. I, no, no, I, it's, not, it's not Illuminati. It's Assemblinati. I'm sorry. She said Assemblinati. <laughs> Illuminati. <laughs> no, the gadget named it Assemblinati. So that's what it is. Oh, no. Well, we will do what we must. I, I fear that even if we did not use Subita as the vehicle for the delivery of the spirits, um, it would not be long before Subita itself was pulled in. You know, uh, if this is truly accelerating, no Landberg is safe. And it's only a matter of time before each and every one is brought into the fold, whether they like it or not. And if it's being done so violently, then perhaps it would be better to act now and see if we can spare the people here those consequences. It is difficult to say how much time it may have, but from the the collective... So weird to... to try and put myself in like that completely different frame of mind. Um, but from the collective we draw upon, I believe you're right. Eventually everything will come together, but as it stands now, it may not be an easy transition. And we also, understand that it may be difficult a difficult transition transition for the residents of Subita however this is our only chance I I don't think we have much of a choice if the reverend assemblage is making these spirits disappear and the line between spirits and humans is a very and gadget pauses for a moment to think of a technical term a very wuzzy line <laughs> and this line is going to be wuzzier every day. We, nobody would be safe if we don't intervene. I think you're right. And honestly, it sounds like as the pieces begin to fall into place, that both the spirits and the corporeal beings, as Decoy said, um, they're being, they're being mistreated. It's one thing if, joining is inevitable but if they're if they're essentially being drawn in and in in such a fashion that they're actively being denied their rights well how is that really that far from um forced capture and for beings such as myself and those below it's even worse I can only imagine. Will the spirits of Subita, will they be able to survive if we bring Subita to the assemblage? We are establishing consensus with them as well. There's no reason to suspect that if done properly, they will be harmed, but they will be in a position to help us. Will the spirits be able to protect the well-being of the, the 
corporeal beings here on Subita? Um, she kind of narrows her eyes and says, We may have our hands full simply finding the center. However, if you would like to take steps toward that, then that would, of course, be laudable. Quell nods solemnly. Well, I... I feel at ease knowing that I can count on you for this. We believe that the force we need will be found inside the Ascending Fortress. If we can get in there and we can restore it, retrofit it, then that is where we need to be. Hey, we we just heard a rumor that said that an opening was made in the Ascending Fortress, right, guys? Yeah. Do you think the Ascending Fortress gadget, it was uh, a gathering place or a temple for the Children of the Wire, right? Yeah, correct, yes. Did the Children of the Wire have dealings with spirits? It was, you know, that's more like a religious gathering, but these two work with all sorts of precursor stuff. I, I'm sure we'll be able to find something of use in there. Well, it's just very curious, I think, at this point. So she turns to Decoy and says, what is it about the uh, Ascending Fortress that the spirits can use? Why there? We believe the same force that once allowed it to allowed it to reconfigure the island. <laughs> oh no, I've said it. The same force <laughs> that once allowed it to reconfigure the Landberg could also be used to override the force that is um, pulling Landbergs in and would allow us to Again, essentially, essentially use it as as a a sort of ship, a battleship. Right. So the spirits, they don't necessarily have an inherent connection to that space, do they? Spirits have an, uh, an inherent connection to all spaces, except the ones I've mentioned before within the continent. Ooh, mind blown. So if there's <laughs> There is something inherent about the continent, and now that is very powerful. So that means that spirits in, have an inherent connection to all spaces except for something about the continent, which is really weird because that is like literally saying that something is like devoid of a soul. And, and she nods. As I said, it's disquieting. The sooner we can put a stop to it, the better. This is all I have ever wanted. <laughs> 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 We're going to take down the man. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to crash a land bird and take down the man. Uh, and yeah, I think we we cut from that the the four of you standing out on the dock, having your your minds collectively blown by each other. 
Um, because this is the most that she's ever interacted with humans in her, what, two and a half week lifetime? Um, <laughs> oh shit, it's only been two and a half weeks? <laughs> so maybe like three? I don't know, it hasn't been that long. <laughs> she's like a wee little bablish. Mm-hmm. Well, Gadget's been a parent in her world for about four minutes now. It, things are great, okay? <laughs> Catching um, up to Augustine. <laughs> uh, Having kids where you weren't expecting any. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did I, like, ding-dong ditch this baby on a, on a ship? <laughs> we didn't know it was a baby at the time, to be fair. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I think we just see, you know, uh, Chalice probably, um, oh yeah, bringing, bringing one of their, uh, favorite books that, uh, that, that Augustine lent them and asking if, if, uh, they could read them like a, a quick bit of it that really struck them. Um, just kind of showing, you know, these, these two characters from, uh. From such different parts having having come together over this shared connection yeah uh and you know augustine all all tucked into their their lush <laughs> their lush uh shit why are why are all of the words falling out of my brain right now <laughs> hammock hammock, hammock. <laughs> uh augustine tucked canopy <laughs> <laughs> it's a canopy hammock uh-huh a can of, better than a canape hammock. Augustine um, <laughs> <laughs> just has a is nursing a a, a sipping glass or something. Mm. Of course. Hot toddy. Mm. <laughs> I think the, the camera probably ends on that with like the the twilight ending, you know, the moons uh moving back. Um, to more fully obscure the light as um, Chalice turns the page uh, and we'll we'll end there. No, wait, hold on. Pause. Very important question. Is Decoy hanging out with us in the Beluga, being, you know, family and all? Or is she heading back to her ship? I think Decoy would probably plan to return to the ship unless you made some kind of a compelling argument for why she should stay it is it, it's it'd be it dope if she'd come for... not good enough <laughs> I, just, I just think it makes more sense for a decoy to go back to the flotilla she should stay with her family i mean the flotilla. the flotilla yeah she's known them a lot <laughs> longer than you folks <laughs> I mean, absentee parents we want <laughs> it, we, we definitely want to have time to reconnect uh i you... think that's very important can uh, we have her alternating weekends? Might, <laughs> Every other Wednesday talk. night? <laughs> go, go ahead, Augustine. Gadget might have to uh, talk to Augustine to figure out how he handle, handles it. Oh What's it like being a parent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like as we part, we would definitely want to be like, this isn't the last time we'll see you, right? We just learned of your existence. No, I'll need to i mean perhaps you might be able to make the changes yourself but i'd prefer to be there to help you if you could if i could accompany you into the fortress of course here 
wear this. That way we'll know you no matter uh, where you go. And she shrugs out of her beaten up leather bomber jacket and gives it to Decoy. <laughs> and Decoy, Decoy looks at it for a moment and like, I think her, like she kind of shimmers a little bit like, uh, like her, she's internalizing something here. Um, uh, and she, you know, removes her scarves and hands them to you and, and puts on the jacket. Aww. She looks so tough now. And she says, it's, it's warm. Well, I did just take it off and Subita's a pretty toasty place, but you know, it's seen me through tighter scrapes than this. <laughs> and she nods and says, I will return to the, the fleet. The, the more time I spend out here is the more risk it poses. However, if you should need, need me or when you're ready, just reach out. Quell is pretty sure she means through the way. So. (laughs) (laughs) And if you can't get me that way, then you could always try the whales. You seem to be pretty close with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is true. After taking my jacket off, Quell usually wears just like a, like a white, like, like a, almost like a white tank top or some other kind of like pants underneath that so yeah you would probably be seeing like the weird uh the intense like lightning marks they have a specific name that i'm blanking on the marks mm-hmm. that are left behind on the skin after you get after you get like hit by lightning mm-hmm. you know look them up marks left L- on lichtenstein i think they're lichtenstein yeah mm-hmm. that sounds familiar yeah Lichtenberg figures or lightning flowers. It looks like tree branches, roots, or a fern leaf that spreads over the skin. Sometimes like feathering marks. At least you get a rad tattoo out of being struck with a goddamn lightning. (laughs) Yeah, apparently these feathering marks are formed by the transmission of static electricity along the superficial blood vessels that nourish the skin. Oh, that sounds fine. Um, <laughs> that's something yeah. that you want. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I think those are those are the last few images we're left with. As uh, you know, uh, decoy probably turns around again and be starts like focusing on the on the fleet, like when you first arrived. But her silhouette's a little different now because she's wearing Quell's cool jacket, um, which just means that Quell is going to have to accelerate her plans to get Zinc Garland's cool jacket to replace it. Um, <laughs> that is my plan um and uh gadget just looking amazed and so jazzed and honestly i thought i was thinking that gadget might be a little more resistant to the idea of sending her home like not crashing but sailing directly into the reverend assembly assemblage but i think she's looking at this in a cool way you know like i didn't We're like take Sub- down the man yeah I, I didn't like Subita that much in the first place of course i'm gonna turn it into a damn battleship <laughs> this is like everything gadget could want right like you get to take down the man uh the person who was waiting for you wasn't a relative so you were just flooded with relief <laughs> well i mean was a relative but wasn't a parent <laughs> 
I was the parent all along. Uh, no, Dad just having a great week. She got an autograph from her favorite lobster racer. Her favorite lobster racer almost nearly remembered her name. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't die. Uh, this is a good week. Okay, so yeah, let's ride this high. Let's go crash a ship into the Reverend Assemblage. Let's take down the man. This is a great day. <laughs> um, and what's what's Myriad's face looking at right? Looking like right now? Because <laughs> the the people of of Arbalan have that connection to the spirits, but typically it doesn't take the form of having like a good five or ten minute conversation with them, especially not with like synthetic spirits that your friends just created. <laughs> On accident. Um, <laughs> Myriad is baffled. Um, first of all, m my two child friends created a spirit um, and just had a a long conversation about driving the Landberg that we are currently on into the Reverence Assemblage. Yep, that, that sums it up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, cool. Also, there was like a billion other spirits just in front of me like 10 seconds ago. Hmm. Yep. Um... I don't think I got into Augustine's special spices, <laughs> but I could be wrong. I'm going to, once we get back to the beluga, I'm going to take a real good sleep and ask about it in the morning, maybe. Yeah, this has to be a very surreal moment for Myriad. A uh, little blasphemic to have a you know synthetic spirit um, standing in this desert in front of this nearly abandoned factory dressed up as a mobster and two flappers like this is a very <laughs> oh no <laughs> like I, I could see how Mary might be thinking ah I got into the spices again <laughs> let's find out what actually happened in the morning this is, this is the shock from killing someone earlier today <laughs> that's what this is that's mm -hmm. all that's all that this is this isn't yeah it's also questioning why does Augustine have two flapper costumes <laughs> <laughs> not questioning that at all no that's not even not even a thing oh my gosh this is so interesting, though. This opens up so many, like, lines of inquiry now that we think about it, though. Like, specifically relative to Gadget and Myriad. Like, Gadget, you have long believed that Myriad is potentially, like, a cyborg of some sort. What if Gadget, or what if Myriad is a synthetic spirit? Well, that's what that's what I'm saying. You know, the line between spirit and human, it's a very wuzzy line. Right? Like, and what does that mean about the beluga who are now being like, is the beluga gaining sentience? Yeah, who knows? Maybe uh maybe the beluga will want to like join up with this little fleet and like be uh... a... <laughs> Although <laughs> it would I be think... the only ship that like actively is also a spirit <laughs> i think captain might be a little mad if the beluga ran off to join like the air navy though <laughs> well you know it's just a retirement plan um although actually i don't i don't know yeah well, you'll have to wait and see what their plan is 
for these ships, right? Because from everything you understand, like skyships just don't work when you get within a certain radius of the Reverend Assemblage. So, oh my gosh, that too. I didn't even think to ask, where the hell did they get these ships? <laughs> well, the one you saw was a somewhat damaged looking Reverend, uh, or not Reverend, um, Azure Fleet ship. Um, <gasps> They've been attacking, like, Sky Whales have been attacking Reverend, or not Reverend Assemblage, uh, Azure Empire fleet ships and then basically stealing them. There's like a mm-hmm. pirate term for that, right? Uh, I think it's just called pirating. Pirating? You know, they're like commandeering the ship? It's called doing pirate shit. So these are pirate pirates? We finally found the pirates, everybody. (laughs) These are the pirates. These are the pirates all along. along. The Azure Azure Fleet are... They used to be more like outright piratey, but then they were like, wait, we can actually make a lot more money and and get blown up a lot less if we just like tax people but don't do anything for them <laughs> if we just run a protection racket yeah wow and now the spirits of the pirates the true the true airship pirates mm-hmm. wow this is just the implications of this are just wild <laughs> all right well let's uh let's end the recording and then we can we can talk more about this because <laughs> i have been keeping half this shit in the back of my head since session like 10 so <laughs> we know we're gonna want it, but before we do that, um, I would probably reach out through the way to Lax and ask Lax if they would be willing to go with decoy to the ships to kind of. Um, I know we can reach out to decoy and we can use the way, and I'm not trying to spy on them. We're trying to assist them but to kind of be like our runner, like our eyes and ears are representative on the ship. Yeah, I think Lax is a little hesitant to be that far from you uh, for a long period of time, but they also sound, or feel, they also, you kind of feel like curiosity because this isn't something that they've experienced before. And I'm not asking them to spy, so I would probably ask Decoy, too, if Lax could stay with her, like, stick around her, um, to be part of it all and to be able to, like, reach out to us if for whatever reason, like, the way wasn't, if we weren't able to reach out like we intended to. Yeah, she said she'd be happy to for uh, Lax to join the consensus. Aw, in some way, Lax is kind of related to her. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. In a roundabout way. It's like a family friend, you know. 